Greetings, friends, and welcome to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here, your friend. In these troubled times, common sense conservatism delivered every weekday, 2 to 3 p.m., right here on News Talk 840 KXNT. All right, now I'll tell you, uh, today there's big news. If you've uh, been under a rock and only turn on the radio to listen to me, I am flattered, but uh, somehow I doubt that. I think you know and have heard that now a special counsel has been appointed to oversee the Biden document mess. And I will tell you everything you need to know about this, particularly also my opinions on why this matters and in what ways it matters. Now, look, most people became aware of this, uh, these Biden documents laying around a couple days ago. It was around that time, two days ago, that Merrick Garland said, you know, all right, we got, we, we've appointed a prosecutor out of Chicago. This is a Trump appointee. He's going to look into this. And two days later from the appointment of a U.S. attorney who is not independent, now Merrick Garland has put a uh, special counsel on the case. Uh, I'll get into who he is and his qualifications, background, and connections uh, in a, a little later in the program. Uh, so, you know, look, I, I, whether it's from the point that a, an, a formal investigation opened up or it's from notice, it's a very short amount of time that Biden went from, you know, kind of loosey-goosey getting investigated to having a special counsel appointed. From the time that he had an U.S. attorney set to look at this to the time that he had a special counsel was two days. Now, when I compare that to the Trump situation, Donald J. Trump, of course, around beginning of April, April 7th or so, Reuters reported that the U.S. Justice Department was investigating Trump. So that's kind of the earliest time that we knew that Trump was getting, you know, looked at by the DOJ to November 18th when Merrick Garland finally, after a massive public outcry, appointed Jack Smith to be the special counsel overseeing the Trump investigation. That's a whopping 225 days. And I'll tell you there's a particular reason for this. Because, of course, the DOJ wanted to have an unfettered look at Trump and all of this stuff before a special counsel was appointed. The special counsel was only appointed after everybody was putting their hands up in there and go, wait, wait, wait a minute. You have a sitting president whose primary and in, in some respects really most significant political rival is getting investigated by that sitting president's own Justice Department his own national police force, his own federal prosecutors. Hold the line there. How is this fair? So this, I, I just first off want to point out that um, the, the, the zero to special counsel time for, for Biden is, is very quick. And that then leads into 
which of those two scenarios indicates favorable treatment. Because, of course, uh, it has been now explained both ways, and as the media un- un- gets into this and starts to talk about all this, I think, of course, they're going to uh, try to spin this. But this here, I will give it to you straight. So now, what is, I guess, the purpose of a special counsel, by the way? Let's rewind, folks, a little bit. As a lawyer, let me explain this to you. When there is a rank-and-file prosecutor, even a U.S. attorney, even a sitting um uh, attorney appointed over a specific district, a managing U.S. attorney, um, th- those folks are technically not independent uh, because they all report to Merrick Garland, who is the attorney general. Merrick Garland reports to Biden. So these are all uh, people who are subject to dismissal uh, by the president. So when the, you know, two days ago over Biden, when the U.S. attorney out of Chicago was appointed, he, of course, in theory, is reporting to Merrick Garland and thereby to the president, and their president is the, you know, the target of the investigation. So you can imagine how that be a, 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 an ethical conundrum, to say the least. Now, a special counsel, this is a peculiarity in U.S. federal law. A special counsel can be appointed by the, uh, by the uh, Justice Department, by the attorney general. And once appointed, that person acts with a degree of independence. He gets a budget. The budget is assigned to him and his team. But after that, you have you're you're basically there's a a wall, if you will, kind of a you know a, 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 a the idea is that the person does not take any orders or directives from the attorney general or anyone else in the justice department now the let, let me just dispense with this first thing because that is the textbook of how this all works in reality go back to the trump years go back to bob Mueller when he was special counsel overseeing trump if you think that bob Mueller and his team in any way acted independently in their pursuit of donald j trump and all the other people that got caught up in that investigation, I I, I want to know what you're smoking because I want some. Those people, we found this out. The entire Mueller team were tremendously political. They were all DC people. They are all connected to each other and to other establishment figures. They all had ties to the FBI. They all had ties to the Justice Department. So the idea that you really create an independent team is in practice, farcical. Now, uh, Robert Hur, Bob Hur, who is the counsel here appointed to look at Biden, special counsel uh, over the Biden probe. Folks, this is, to me, I can, I can smell a whitewash a mile away, and that's what's coming on this, legally speaking, all right? Hur is a, a, a DC guy. You'll see in the news, they are, particularly legacy media, mainstream folks are are keen to admit or to promote the fact that her was originally appointed to the U.S. Attorney's Office by President Trump. And uh, I don't care. He got appointed to Maryland. He was the Maryland U.S. Attorney. The District of Maryland has to be, I, 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 I will tell you, must be the most political district in the entire Department of Justice. 
this is you know this is the district that is in and around surrounding uh, Washington D.C. You can imagine uh, these are folks as inside the Beltway as is uh, possible. So this is you know they they didn't. If they were to pick somebody from Wyoming, a Republican from Wyoming, fine. Okay, that guy's going to go after Biden. A U.S. attorney who went to Harvard, who uh, was a counsel for, at one point, an an assistant to Christopher Wray, (laughs) is now the head of the FBI, but was then assistant attorney general. who, Who are we kidding? You think this guy is going to hand out an indictment for a crime against the against President Biden? A Democrat it is inconceivable. So this is an entirely a political move. It is entirely designed to take, uh, I guess, I, uh, deflect attention toward uh, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland and, and certainly Biden. I think on the front of Biden, it's not necessarily going to work. But 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 Merrick Garland is, and he was, as of you know, as of last night, was in a real, really a major pickle, because what we found out was that since I was on air with you last, twenty four hours ago, we found out that Joe Biden's documents weren't laying around in an office somewhere. And I, by the way, folks, did I not call it yesterday? I said more is going to come out about this, and it's going to get bad for him. We found out that these documents were laying around in his garage. They were in his garage, which, and and by the way, we have, oh my gosh, we have Biden admitting it on tape. Here is Biden with Steve Ducey from Fox talking this morning. This was an exchange, a press conference, an unusual and unprecedented event because Biden does not talk to the media. Here is Biden discussing this question of where these documents were classified material next to your corvette what were you thinking let me uh i'm going to get a chance to speak on all this god willing soon but as i said earlier this week people and by the way my corvette's in a locked garage okay so it's not like you're sitting out in the street but anyway (laughs) yes as well as my corvette Hi, my Corvette. My Corvette's locked in the garage. Joe Biden, 2023. People made fun of Trump. Oh my gosh. This is delusional. By the way, it's even more than just the laughability of him talking about his Corvette locked up in his Delaware garage. How is a top secret or classified document Again, whether it's one document or 20 documents doesn't matter. That's not how the statute reads, right? So however many documents there were, how can Biden use the defense? And he does it here. They were locked in a garage. When when Trump had his documents that he had in his possession locked in the basement of Mar-a-Lago, and we were berated, all of us, right? You and I, every time we... Oh, talk to our liberal friends, watch TV to the extent that, you know, that we do. What was the constant refrain? Oh, these documents were just out of some basement locked up in, in Mar-a-Lago, which, of course, is a compound protected by the Secret Service. Now, I'm not going to dispute here that this particular facility uh, 
Notably, what I mean is uh, <laughs> Joe Biden's garage also didn't have secret, uh, secret Service protection. Presumably it did. But it's the same standard. It's the same deal. This is so bad. All right, I got to take a quick break. I'll get into what the spokesperson, Miss Jean-Pierre, said about this as well and get into where this goes from here and what the political implications are because I always want to read things legally. I'll tell you the truth about all that, but I think there's a, a huge political component to this uh, that remakes potentially the roadmap to 24. Sam Rajovsky here. You're listening to KXNT and the What's Right show. I'll be back in just a moment. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Friends, what a day in the news. <laughs> uh, we have, it's a new legal standard, by the way, for the handling of uh, secure documents. It's called the Corvette Standard, uh, brought to you by uh, Joe Biden, a.k.a. Uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, Brandon, right? Yeah, Dark Brandon. Uh, Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show. This hour brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234. Keep that number in your phone. Any accident, any injury, give Sam and Ash a call right away, 702-820-1234, because you deserve attorneys that share your values. Now, I'm referencing, of course, this uh, enormous news today that the documents weren't... uh, just secured at uh, the Biden think tank. Think tank. Let's let that sink in for a moment. Biden had a think tank. That was that was also some difficult news to, uh, to kind of process earlier this week. But now it turns out that a number of these documents were found in his garage at his house in Delaware. And Biden, explaining today at a press conference, he said, well, you know, but they they were on the street. They were locked up in my garage. And he goes, yeah, along with my Corvette. So apparently, if it's good enough to have uh, national secrets locked up with your Corvette, I guess it's fine to, you know, to have them wherever. And by the way, this is the same guy. Do not forget this. This is the same guy that when asked... Right about uh, about how unresponsible it was. Hey, here, listen. This is Biden. Sixty minutes. This is just a couple months ago talking about none other than Donald Trump. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself, looking at that image? How that could possibly happen? How one anyone could be that irresponsible? And I thought. What data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? Hypocrite. Hypocrite. <laughs> right? What a, what, a, what a moron. This is, this is a terrible look. Now, I have said this now. I'll go a third day on the record to tell you the most important thing here is that at the time that these documents were removed from 
uh, Washington, D.C., from, from Joe Biden's vice presidential office, Joe Biden was at best vice president of the United States. At the time, Trump's documents were removed from Trump's offices in the West Wing. Trump was at best president of the United States. I think this is, by the way, facts that we can agree on that are undisputed. What is important to know then legally is that while Trump, for all those documents that were discovered at Mar-a-Lago, can claim I was president at the time that I removed them, and before I removed them from the White House, I declassified them because he has that authority as president. Vice President Joe Biden, then he was then vice president, now he's president, I get it, but back when he removed these documents, he lacked that same authority. He couldn't declassify these. So if, you know, th- this is where it's far more legally precarious for, for, for Biden. Now, this, that's the legal side of it. I think there's a huge political component to all this. Let me explain. I, yes, the, I, I fully expect the consequences of the legal probe into Trump to produce uh, some consequences. And I don't uh, believe one bit that the uh, probe into Biden, I, I think it's going to be a whitewash and, a, and an exoneration of Biden and his team. That, that, I really believe that. Now, politically, let's get into this here. I really think you hear a lot about how this issue with Biden and his materials, how it is complicating things for the Trump probe. And I'll tell you the number one way that it does. It, it, it creates a timeline problem. Now, what do I mean by this? I think, I know, I'm going to tell you, I know. And again, I, I was never a U.S. attorney. I was never a prosecutor, but I have friends that, that went into those positions Um uh, I decided to you know, practice injury law in Las Vegas, Nevada. But at any rate, okay, f- these folks are all, they all know each other, okay? So Trump's special counsel, Jack Smith, he runs in the same circles and absolutely without any shadow of a doubt knows Robert Hur, who is a special counsel now appointed to look into Biden. They are going to talk and maybe perhaps not directly, but they are going to have They're going to speak through emissaries and coordinate this. You know, what Bob Herr wants to avoid, what Merrick Garland wants to avoid, and no doubt at the point in time that he appointed Bob Herr, Merrick Garland said to him, I want this to be handled as fairly as possible. Now, does he actually mean that? No. What he is going to do is he's going I, Bob the her investigation into Biden is just starting and I think it's going to slow down the results in the Trump investigation because her is going to want to see what he's got let me rephrase this as a matter of fact I think that Biden's guy excuse me Trump's guy special counsel who is uh, Jack Smith he's going to want to know what her has before he goes to the presses with an indictment or with any criminal charges or referrals. They're going to need to get on the same page because what they don't want is an, 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 an obvious uneven result. They're going to want to explain an uneven result. 
So this all delays it for Trump. Time is money when it comes to Trump. When I come back, I want to get into how this affects Trump's presidential chances in the primary and the general. Because I think this is an enormous factor, a huge factor. And perhaps uh, you will agree when uh, you hear what I have to say. Excellent. All right, we're going to go have a little time out here for the news, for traffic, some commercials, and then I will be back here. You're listening to The Wiss Wright Show. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit samandashlaw.com. Sam Marjofsky here, the host of The What's Right Show, which you're... Uh, listening to right now. As a matter of fact, I uh, wanted to uh, give a little shout out here to a listener, Vinny, for dropping off uh, some really cool uh, gear uh, that apparently he made. He made some fun shirts here. I'm going to get this up on our Instagram, show you guys what um, what Vinny created. So Vinny, thank you uh, for coming by the Sam and Ash uh, offices here in beautiful downtown Las Vegas and dropping off that uh, thoughtful gift to me. Um, look, the political implications of what is going on today in Washington with the revelation that Biden had documents stored, uh, you know, secretive uh, documents that were uh, either top secret or at the very least some minimal classification rating in his garage by his Corvette is now even getting questioned by mainstream media outlets. And this ties into why I think there's a seismic shift underway politically in the race for 24. Here is CBS's Ed O'Keefe. This is CBS, right? This isn't uh, Peter Ducey on behalf of Fox News. CBS O'Keefe following up with Corrine Jean-Pierre, on the matter of these documents stored in the garage. Listen to this. What was the president trying to say when he referenced his Corvette earlier today? Because it sounded like he was implying that because his garage is a safe place for his car, the documents were safe. <coughs> and, and therefore, it was a, if it was safe for the car, it was safe for the documents. Is that what he meant? Look, I... I'm going to just leave his statement as is. Uh, I think you, your colleague was having a, a back and forth with the president. Uh, you can read the transcript of what was asked of him and why he responded that way. I'm just not going to get into specifics. She, by the way, never has any answers, does she? Um, a total clown. Now, the fact that you have a CBS reporter challenging the White House on, an, on a patently absurd statement by the president is... Folks, I mean, I think this is huge. Now, there's something else going on as we speak that's been overshadowed uh, by all this news uh, from Biden's uh, Delaware uh, garage, and that is that the Republicans in Congress, they're, they're, they're doing stuff. They're on the move. And one of the things – you bear, hear, hear me out on this. It's all connected. McCarthy today. Speaker of the House, in talking to reporters, mentioned 
that he would be willing and open to releasing security footage footage from the Capitol as Matt Gates had requested, going back to, of course, January 6th and the riots that occurred that day. This is significant because, of course, the Democrats, when they were in charge of the House, when they formed their select committee to investigate January 6th, only played selected footage. Now, many of us have been asking questions about, well, listen, there are these reports, supposedly, that security guards opened the doors for protesters and and, and aided protesters in different ways. And, and, and again, it changes uh, the, the nature of the event in a lot of ways. And the narrative that the American public has been uh, forced to take. I want to play this clip, and I'm going to tie it all up together for you. Here is... In a response to a question that uh, a reporter asking McCarthy if he'd be willing to release all January 6th security footage from the Capitol, here's McCarthy's response. Yeah, yeah I, I think the public should see what has happened on day. I've watched what Nancy Pelosi did, where she politicized it. We're for the first time in the history as a speaker, not allowing the minority to appoint to a committee, to pick and choose. We watched the politicization of this. I think the American public should actually see all what happened instead of a report that's written for a political basis. And so uh, I think the answer. We're looking through that. I want to be very thoughtful about it, but yes, I'm engaged to do that. Translate. Um, people are worried about this. Uh, the media is worried about this. Democrats are worried. That's why they're decrying it. They don't want this done. It's why for two years they didn't do it. They didn't open and shine daylight onto this event. They created a carefully constructed narrative of what occurred. The same exact thing can be said of Trump and all of his supposed crimes. The Democrats have decided to construct a case against Trump, certainly under the guise of creating a legal case, a criminal case, but it is uh, primarily a political case for why Trump cannot be trusted with the presidency, somebody as careless as allowing documents to just be strewn about the floor at Mar-a-Lago couldn't possibly be president. And I played for you the clip of Biden himself doing, you know, kind of putting out there that talking point. Now, the revelation that Biden has the same problem and it potentially is even a worse problem than Trump's is catastrophic, both uh, for Biden and I think for all the Democrats that bought in on all this. Remember also, much in the way that the security footage has been, in my view, okay, we'll see, but in my view has been manipulated by congressional Democrats led by Nancy Pelosi to portray events a certain way, all right? That same is true, the same is true for how the documents strewn about on Trump's floor at Mar-a-Lago, that, those photos were all staged, the documents were laid out after the raid. If you listen to people inside uh, Trump's team, even the ones, you know, I mean, hell, he can't even clear a break from his own people, but even people who are somewhat critical of him say, well, no, th these documents got, were, were, they, they weren't laying around on the floor the way they've been depicted in the media. Those photographs are, you know, in the process as they're, the FBI agents are raiding the place and laying everything out to get photographs of it. 
this revelation about Biden, this uh, today's news in particular that these documents were in, in the garage next to the Corvette and Biden saying, well, I had it locked up in the garage. Nothing to see here, folks. It's of tremendous political consequence. Uh, I think, uh, to be perfectly blunt, uh, Trump's political chances, I don't know, have we, Robbie, have you looked up the odds? I haven't, I haven't looked those yet. You know, the, the election odds of the chances of, of, of Trump, you know, getting elected, first, get, you know, winning the primary, potentially winning the presidency. I would not be surprised if in the next few days, those betting odds go up and it will be reflective of the fact that all of this is vindication of Trump because here's the scoop, folks. What Trump did wasn't unusual, okay? I've been saying this forever, right? Removing documents, I mean, does anybody remember all of Clinton's messes? Uh, You know, he had aides taking, it was one of his aides was shoving documents down his pants to sneak them out of the White House that they could be used, that he could have use of them in his home. This, this, none of this is new. Presidential libraries get, have, have documents that aren't necessarily cleared from the National None of this is new. They, they all do it. Now, these are presidents. It's different when the vice president does it, but still, it is enormously illuminating, and it is enormously problematic for Biden to now uh, lose all moral high ground on this point. And the Department of Justice is in a real pickle, and you've got two, and two at the same time. This is very unusual to have two uh, political opponents going into a general election, both with an assigned and active special counsel. One of the consequences of this could be the Democrats renew their push for Biden to get the axe. What is what has the news been all this little while here leading up to the general election? Uh, leading up to, excuse me, post uh, midterms. The midterms were over, and we keep getting teased with this idea that maybe Biden's going to run. Right? Oh, he's running. His wife signed off on it. Doctor Jill Biden's all in. There have been little, you know, asides and 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 mentions of this. All of this, all by the way, these are all little tests that are being put out there for our reaction, our consumption. And in the end, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that um, uh, that this is this is this was something that an announcement was was imminent. Whether it was going to happen this week or next week or the month or you know in, in February, I mean, Biden was set to announce. What effect does this have on it? It's tremendous. Believe me when I tell you this, there is a large percentage and a significant percentage of politically connected Democrats, people who are affiliated or are themselves superdelegates, people who are decision makers within the party, party leadership, executive uh, committees, and the like that are not behind a Biden reelection campaign. They think he is gone because, of course, you know, even though they all say, oh, he's great, he's fine, you know, nothing to see here, he's sharp as a tack, we can see he can't even find his way to the bathroom. You add something like this to it, how can they possibly go against Trump with Biden when they both have the same problem? 
And let's just hypothetically suppose for a moment that Biden doesn't get indicted. None of his people get indicted. They get a pass and Trump doesn't. We saw three weeks ago the results of, of, a, um, of, a, of a poll where a majority of Americans believe that the FBI is politically motivated. And, and in fact, it goes a step further, that believe that they are essentially acting on behalf of President Biden. Majority of the country. I almost think in this event, a, an indictment or further persecution of Trump and Biden getting left left behind is 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 almost worse politically for Biden. And this is why I do think, I strongly think that Robert Hur, the special counsel appointed to the Biden probe, and uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel appointed to Trump, uh, I, they're going to coordinate on some level because they're in, they're in a pickle. They've got to constantly figure out who's going to do what, so it quote unquote looks fair. I just think none of us uh, should hold our breaths thinking that it's going to be fair to Trump. But politically, Trump is up. Yes, thank you, Robbie, just putting this up on my screen here. Uh, looks like uh, the big winner in all of this is Ron DeSantis. In last day, he's up by 1.3%. Biden, his chances at, US, at the U.S. presidency in 24 down 2.5%, and Trump's up by 03 by the way, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, her chances are up 0.6 to a whopping 4.5%. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840, KXNT. <laughs> I'm laughing. Folks, this is a great story here I need to share with you. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840, KXNT. The show Yellowstone, you know, the big hit from Paramount uh, show I, 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 I liked it a lot honestly I, I watched it uh, religiously I, I haven't caught up on this season and that's in part due to the fact that Kevin Costner showed up in well, he had a Liz Cheney shirt on yeah, over the summer leading up to the election yeah and I, eh, yuck anyway I didn't say it already. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. Yellowstone, the show, has inspired many, many people living in the suburbs and in cities to dress like cowboys. This according to Jacob Gallagher, Gallagher writing in the Wall Street Journal, people who ride commuter trains, not horses, are wearing cowboy hats and snap button shirts to imitate the characters on the Paramount Network hit. <laughs> By the way, this dovetails into another important fact. The show apparently has uh, inspired a lot of people of, of various income levels to buy property in the mountains, in Wyoming, you know, in, in the Wild West, quote unquote, which is kind of funny because if you watch the show, and I do, I do recommend the show other than kind of, you know, I thought Kevin Costner should have worn a different shirt. But if you watch the show, you know, they, they are constantly um, antagonistic. The, the people you like in the show, the protagonists, are antagonistic uh, toward Californians, 
uh, and other, you know, insufferable uh, coastal lefties that are moving out into this pristine wilderness, building palatial homes, big cabins, and trying to dictate to the locals how to live. By the way, is there <laughs> side note? Right? Is there anything uh, more relatable uh, for us here in Nevada? I'm just throwing it out there. So uh, people are doing this. They are dressing like the characters from the show. They are dressing like so, – so there's a, you know, a whole question of this new rustic fashion sense. And people are going on record in the story to, saying, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean I, I, I work in a bank. I work for a finance company. Uh, but I do love wearing these cowboy duds. It makes me feel great. Now, this uh, shop owner that sells this kind of Western wear to yuppies says people want to look and live like a Dutton. They're referring, of course, to the family that is headed up by patriarch, uh, the patriarch uh, John Dutton, played by Kevin Costner. They want to look the part. And by the way, you can you can buy for nine hundred ninety five dollars. I'm going to round up for you folks. That's a grand for a grand. You can uh, get a faux lynx fur coat like the kind Beth Dutton wears when she gets married. Ms. Martin, the owner of the boutique, says cowboy couture is cool. Now, you may not know this, folks. Behind the scenes here operating the show uh, is my longtime trusted uh, executive producer, uh, Robert Hagland. And, and Rob, uh, this, is, this is you. You actually dress like this, but I want everybody here. I'm going to publicly proclaim this. You were doing all this crap before it was cool. Uh, in fact, um, I'm not saying well. I'm not saying you look cool still. I'm going to want to just go to your head, but you were doing all of this way before Yellowstone came around, and um, and you know, and, and by the way, you know, here in Nevada it works. Back when we were in L.A because we had a show uh, at a Los Angeles area radio station. Uh, I, 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 it was quite the sight to behold to see Rob strutting around in his, um, in his, in his cowboy couture. So I'm, I'm leaving it there. It reminds me, too, of one of, my, <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Do you remember seeing Royal Tenenbaums? Okay, it's Royal Tenenbaums, this is a, a, a great movie. What was it, from 2001? Wes Anderson, one of my favorite directors. I love his, his aesthetic. And Royal Tenenbaums has Owen Wilson's character. His name was Eli Cash. This is a guy who's living in Brooklyn in New York. He's a total New York kid, right? He's in his 20s, adult parents. But he rides around in a, in a vintage Mustang and dresses like a cowboy in his whole apartment in the movie is is you know is basically in western style and so as per usual Wes Anderson way ahead of the time of making fun of these type of urbanites that want to dress cosplay right as 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 rural folks Just throwing that out there now i'm going to say this too um i was just the other day i was uh for the first time in a while, I was on the strip. Speaking of cowboys, uh, there are quite a few cowboys uh, in Caesar's Palace. I walked by 
I walked by one of the uh, cages, right? One of the uh, cashier's desks that are, you know, have are behind bars. They're called cages here in Las Vegas. For those of you who are listening on the What's Right Show podcast and are not familiar with the beautiful city of Las Vegas. Now, apparently, uh, there are now a number, four by my last count, of unsolved robberies of off-strip casinos. Now, when I was... I was I was at Caesars, and I'm walking by the cage, and there are two almost paramilitary-looking uh, security guards with heavy ornaments. I mean, they were they were armed to their teeth guarding the cage. Uh, we have we've been having some problems here in Vegas lately. Uh, so, uh, I, who would think in their right mind to go and rob a casino? Haven't they seen the movie? Haven't they? Haven't they seen Casino? I mean, nobody gets away with it. That's what my takeaway was. But apparently four people have here in Las Vegas. So um, hopefully they catch this guy quickly. All right. Um, Robbie tells me his culture is not a costume, by the way. That's that's his, um, his retort. All right, friends, got to go. I'll be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. We're almost there. Sam Rajovsky, The What's Right Show. Catch us on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We'll be here at your listening pleasure. Talk to you soon.